Welcome to Modern Day Abigails, a women's outreach of Calvary Chapel Pearland. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So let's listen to God's Word, where everyday lives transform, and where we can become the women God created us to be. Looking forward to Jesus to return to take his place that he prepared for us. And this is what we're reading here, this excitement. He is ready for his bride. Jesus is getting ready for his bride, the church. She is supposed to be listening for his voice, which is the, the trumpet. Uh, Revelation 18, 23. The light of a lamp shall not shine in you anymore, and the voice of the bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you anymore. For your merchants are the great men of the earth, for by your sorcery all the nations were deceived. What that saying is, Jesus took us, and the world won't have us anymore. They will be left alone. Because a little bit later you get into Revelation 19, which is my favorite when we come back. But he's saying, you're not there. I took them home. Y'all don't get to find him anymore because he's excited to come get us. And that's what Jesus is excited about getting us. He's preparing a place for us for his return. Um, But I have to ask you is what what do you want? What do you want Jesus to see when he returns? Julia, what do you want Jesus to see when he returns? I want him to see me being all about him. Exactly. That's what he's in the in the scriptures. What we're seeing with the Shulamite and the and the beloved is, she is watching. She is waiting to receive him, because you can tell us. I mean, she was talking about, look, I wanted you to see him. She's looking from a distance, waiting for him to come. Are we that excited about watching and waiting for Jesus to come back? You know, are we ready ready to to rise? Because that's what she said. Um, he said. Uh, rise up, my my love, my fair one, and come away. Are we re- are we ready to rise up, or are we going to be on the ground shamed? You know, because if we're ashamed, we need to repent. We need to turn away from our sin and ask for forgiveness. And He is always willing to forgive, because in Psalm eighty six five it says, "For you, Lord, are good and ready to forgive, the abundant in mercy to all those who call upon you." I just cannot express the part in this section where she is so excited and waiting to see him. And we need that same excitement, ready to see Jesus come back and return because we know he's returning. There's so many people who don't think, Oh, they've been saying he's going to come back for all these years. Well, it didn't matter until May. I think I'll talk about that in a little bit. It doesn't really matter until May 14th, 1948. I mean, they were watching and waiting because the Lord can make a nation just like that snap of the finger. And then had, he could have returned within the same hour. He, he could have, he could have, but he didn't. He's given time because he is not going to come back until he has all of his children gathered and he knows the future. So he knows the kids. He, he knows the ones who have not been born yet who are going to be his that he's going to take with him. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting, y'all. We're supposed to be excited about this intimate relationship with Jesus. And if you're not excited, I'm challenging you to, to, to pray and seek the Lord and ask him, where am I in our relationship? Have I walked off? Have I been away? Am I scared to go to you? Can we up it? Can we up our relationship? Can we take it to the next yeah. step and, and the next level? Like you, yeah, you might have these little bitty fruit that ain't growing. You need some fertilizer. You need a little bit of pruning. Ask for that, too. Some miracle grow. Yeah, a little miracle grow. That stuff works great, too, by the way. It does. I had a begonia. It was, it was okay. And Ray's like, hey, I'm going to put this new soil in. I'm like, okay, whatever. Next thing I know, it, this begonia is like full. I'm like, dang, he was right. 
I just put any whatever soil in there. And he's like, no, let's do this. It was right, man. It bloomed. It looked beautiful. It got the nutrients it needed. Sometimes we're just nutrient deprived. And, and we need to ask yeah. the Lord to do a little nutrient, add some nutrients to us. Okay. I'm shaking my head yes. I wish y'all could That's see. Okay. I'm just steadily yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, we talked about doing a YouTube, but we haven't. So anyway, in between, we will talk about, hey, you know, feel free to ask us questions or whatever's on your heart. If you need to talk to somebody, send us an email, moderndayabigails at gmail.com. You can go to our website, moderndayabigails.com. It goes to the church website, but we're there. You can. There's a way to reach out to somebody there too as well. Um, like I said on the last broadcast, if y'all got questions, we'll take them and we'll answer them on an episode. We'll do a special episode with questions and answers, and we'll do our best to answer you. We won't tell you who you are. We won't give your name away. We'll just read a question, and nobody's going to know who you are. And if it looks needs to be extra sensitive, we'll make it. We You don't even have to do it that way. You're like, hey, look, I just need you to answer this. We'll answer it. We'll help. We may not have the answer, and if we don't, we'll tell you where to go to get the answer. So anyway, back to Songs of Solomon, chapter two, verse 13. The fig tree puts forth her green figs and the vines with the tender grapes give a good smell. I don't know what that smells like. Smell like grapes? I don't know. I don't either. Rise up, my love. And what? I just thought about it. I didn't think about this when I was sitting in it. Why is the smell so important? I guess that's because that's how you know. Oh, that's why. That's how you know when the fruit's ready. Have you ever gone to fruit and smell it? Yes, yeah, all like the time. cantaloupe. Okay, it looked right. like a fool, but I do it anyway. I do it too. Uh, that's the only way you're going to find a good cantaloupe. Can you smell that cantaloupe? Rise- and I can't smell it all, but I can seem to smell yes, fruit. <laughs> exactly. Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away, oh my dove, in the clefts of the rock, in the secret places of the cleft. Let me see your face. Let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. All right, so we're going to go back to Israel because I want to talk about the fig tree. And please feel free to go read it in Micah chapter 4 for all the details. But Israel is often called the fig tree. The leaves come and then the fruit. Israel was taken away in AD 70, or the people were taken away out of Israel in 70 AD. That's when it got changed the name Palestine or Palestine because they wanted to name it after Israel's the biggest enemy, the Philistines. But so Israel's always been around. Israel's always been on the map. It is not something new. But God has been teaching his people by removing them out of Israel and bringing them back. And he's done it twice. And the last time is when he restored them as a nation in May 14th, 1948. Um, And this had to happen first before Jesus could come back. And he is now currently, God is bringing his people back to the land of Israel. And that's why you see the divide and what about Jerusalem and big deal about making the capital Jerusalem. And people are saying, no, it belongs to the... um, is it Syria? No, 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 no. The P group. Um, um, it belongs to the Palestine. They tried oh. to say it's for the Palestinians. It's Palestine. No, it's it's always been Israel. God actually restored Israel. He restored not only their culture, their language, and their currency. Yeah. They use a shekel today, just like they did thousands of years ago. Nothing's changed. God has preserved that people group to prove who he is. So that's why part of this is when we said the fig trees put forth, we see Israel here. But also, we also see the beloved wants to see her face and hear her voice. This is love. He says it again, saying a sweet voice and a lovely face. So long story short, God had removed his people out of Israel twice. He brought them back with their original language, culture, and currency. The Lord is looking forward to seeing and hearing his people restored. 
and Jesus will sit on his throne in Israel and Jerusalem. God made that promise and he is not going to forget that promise because in Luke one thirty two, he will be great and will be called the son of the highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. All right. So first part of it, we can look at that's with his relationship with Israel. He can't wait to, for his people to be restored. And that restoration is going to come with Jesus when Jesus comes back and sits on his throne, the promised throne. But Jesus is also looking forward to his bride. He said in John 14, 1 through 6, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. And how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So Jesus finds us beautiful and wants to hear our voice. Ladies, you've got to talk to Jesus. He's waiting to hear from you. It doesn't even have to be elegant. It can be very childlike. You know, he's not looking for perfect words. I mean, it's okay to stumble and and get ups and downs and crisscross. But the more you talk to him, the easier and more comfortable you're going to get. I remember um, reading one lady who all she could say is, Jesus, I don't know you, but I want to know you. That was it. It wasn't elegant. It wasn't beautiful. But it wasn't beautiful in the standards of humans. But those were the most beautiful words that Jesus wanted to hear. Because he, she just wanted to know who he was and get to know him. Ladies, that's what the Lord's asking for. He's asking, hey, I want to hear your voice. I want to see you. Come be with me. That's what we saw with the Shulamite and the Beloved. He couldn't wait to see her. She was waiting for him and he couldn't wait. So our bridegroom, Jesus, he can't wait to see us. And I'm like, and I'm like saying, it doesn't have to be beautiful. I have had complete, in our idea of beauty, I have had complete meltdowns before the Lord. I have been angry. I've been hurt. I've poured it all out on him. It was very ugly, but he was gracious and gentle. I'd apologize, but he was gracious and gentle. And let me have my meltdown. Yeah. Oh, me too. And, and, you know, but the Lord created us. He also created our words. He created our speech. He knows already whether um, our conversation with him um, is going to be elegant or not elegant or just an absolute masterpiece of a mess. One of these things I'm going to learn to go to the Lord and say, look, Lord, I'm, I'm really angry about this. And this is why I'm angry. Can you help me instead of having a complete meltdown? Not there yet, but I will be. <laughs> I am so looking forward to that day. No. Looking forward to that it's day. A good milestone. Yes. Um, comments before we move on. Mm, no. Let's okay. do it. So Solomon, Songs of Solomon, chapter two, starting at verse 15. Her brothers catch us. Her, this is her brothers. They're talking. Catch us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines. For our vines have tender grapes. All right. You have to ask yourself. Yeah, explain this one, Anna. I know. This is fun. Do you want a romance novel relationship or do you want a long-lasting relationship? Well, are you, oh, you're looking at no, me. Are you? Go ahead, go ahead and answer. <laughs> I look no, up, no. ladies, and she's staring at me. Apparently, no, no. I'm supposed to answer this one. Um, I personally do not think that a romance novel actually exists. No, no. No. Um, I mean, I, there's some cute stories. Sure. But it's not going to be 
you know, like my grandparents were cute. My grandpa didn't like sodas. And his friend was always asking him to go to this meat and soda shop after work. And he's like, no, I don't drink sodas. Well, the guy didn't ask him for a while. Suddenly one day he goes, hey, why don't you go get a soda with me? He goes, yeah. And he goes, dang it. Why didn't I say yes? But I made a promise. I'm going to go ahead and go. He discovered um, creamsicles at that time. Nice. Yeah. And he liked that. But they met two women, his, um, my grandmother and her friend. And they got to talking, and his friend actually talked more than he did. And when they left, he looked at his friend. He goes, you going to marry her? And his friend's like, what do you mean? I don't know. He goes, okay, I am. Oh! <laughs> My grandpa already decided he was going to marry her. So he met her every day, and he would walk her back to her classes. Oh. And he spent six months trying to figure out, or he, he, he was too scared to ask her out, found out that she actually was friends with one of his sisters. His own mother even asked him one day, What's your intentions with this young girl? Because mm-hmm. they liked her. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, um, after about six months, she kept hinting that she wanted to go on a date with him. <clears throat> so we took her on a date, but he spent the whole date trying to figure out how to get her to marry him without saying no. <laughs> so he started talking about their future. Is what he did. He started talking about their future when they have kids. And she finally looked at him. And she goes, but you haven't even asked me to marry you yet. So he did. Good for her. Yeah. So it was cute, though. But... Um, so it could be like that, but that's but it became an everlasting relationship. They were married almost sixty years before she died. You know that's a cute story, but that's not the romance. No, part. Um, during right. their time, yes. they did have to learn each other. Yes. They did have to work on she each other. Uh, to, their own. She mess. didn't know how to cook. See, there's she things to, that they yeah. had to learn. They didn't go mm-hmm. into it being 100% exactly. perfect in this fantasy land that does no. not exist. No, they had to go through World War II. They had to go through um, all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. But it started out cute, but they wanted a long-lasting relationship. And that's Which what takes they work. You have to learn work. each other. Oh, yeah. You have to learn yourself. Oh, they were so cute. In fact, uh, sometimes you didn't realize uh, she had a little bit of a temper. So um, that's that little Irish in her. So um, she she wasn't as she was funny though because every once in a while my grandpa would talk and she go, Jack, that is not what happened. This is what happened. Don't you remember? Oh yeah, that's right. My <laughs> grandpa was an absent mind was almost like an absent minded professor. So when she died, they were all thinking, oh, he's got dementia. This is going wrong. I'm like, um, hey, hey, hey. I'm like, don't y'all remember? Mima did all that, not him. Oh, <laughs> he's not having to learn how to do it without her. And yeah. they're all like, oh, I said, she was always the one who helped him. Right. So they, but they had developed that relationship. She had her task. He had his task. And they work it together. And you that's know? the way it should be, yeah, which is not be. a romance. No, it's not. Uh, a romance novel. It's no. a, it's, it's a relationship. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever read a romance novel? I mean, they're so. I actually have not. Really? I did. No. I, I went through for about a few months when I was pregnant. I read them because I figured. <laughs> Why not? Why not? I wasn't going to read anything I hadn't learned already by the hard way. But they were unrealistic. Mm -hmm. They were, it was, it's just unrealistic, actually. And nobody really built on it. It was like one minute they were angry with each other. I actually liked it because it was historical. So I kind of skipped those parts and um, would read the historical part. It was kind of interesting. But, you know, basically, though, every one of them was the same pattern. You know, we meet, we don't like each other. We fall in love. We get married, have kids. Yeah. And it's like, that's not how it works. We want a long-lasting relationship. What if we can't have kids? What if one of them gets sick? What if one of them loses um, parts of their body? You never know. What if you um, have a baby that has 
that needs extra attention. Yeah, exactly. So lasting relationships help build families together. And I did, I heard uh, this one uh, pastor was talking about his daughter and her family because they had a child with special needs. The child was always sick and nobody could figure out why this child was sick. And it had really stressed out their family and it really tested their marriage because he would come home and he'd be like, well, how about doing this? And he would name the things she already tried and she was getting frustrated and mad thinking that he must not think that she's even doing anything because he's asking her what she already did. Mm -hmm. So they had to really work through it. She said, it was hard. She goes, we, at the time, she goes, the church didn't have anything to help people like that. She goes, now we have used this to help build a church that has care for families who have children who need special needs and we can help them. So I'm just saying is that's why you want a lasting long relationship because anything is, you know, can be cute at the beginning and then things happen. And if your relationship's not solid, you're going to fall apart. Yeah. Well, that's and just that's what the enemy wants. That's just like the, the word. Does it fall on uh, good soil? Does it fall mm-hmm. on the rocky ground? Does it fall? I don't even know what all the grounds are, but right. um, exactly. Where is that? Uh, you know, yeah. how strong are you building it? Because when we follow Jesus, the enemy is going to step in and try to ruin it. You know, um, persecution is is here. I mean, it's not like in some other countries, but we are, it's going to ramp up. Persecution is going to ramp up. And if we don't have that relationship, that deep relationship with Jesus, it's not going to last. It's not going to be, we're going to, you know, we're going to flip whatever way they tell us. Uh, wait, I mean, if you think about it, think about it, even COVID was a, a bit of a test when it came to the vaccine. I'm not saying for or against, I'm not talking about that. What I'm saying is, some people who were against it, they got put into such a corner. They wound up doing it anyway. Even though they didn't want to take the vaccine, they did it anyway because they got so pressured. If they do that over the vaccine, yeah. what are they going to do over the mark? Exactly. Exactly. Or hopefully, I mean, if you're a true believer, you should be out of here by then. But even before the mark gets here, what are you going to do? Because persecution is coming. You know, um, there are certain uh, the bakeries who said, I'm not making a cake for a same-sex marriage. I don't agree with that, so I'm not doing it. Well, they've been going to court. Yeah. Are you going to flip and say, okay, fine, I'll make you the cake, even though it's against my convictions? You know, I was asked to um, do something at my other job when we were uh, worked with accounting, and they wanted me to, some, one of the accountants were gone. They're like, hey, we wanted you to put this together to pay for it, and it was porn. Because they, they had some type of uh, provided TV provision for a sub community, and some of the stations were porn. I said, no, I won't do it. I didn't know if I was going to lose my job or not, Joanna. I was young, but I knew I wasn't going to be a part of porn. Right. And, and thankfully, the HR and the guy who was president at the time supported me. They're like, hey, if that's against her convictions, you can't make her do it. Go find somebody else to do it. You can't find me another person in this building who can do it or wait until that person gets back because I just wouldn't do it. So, um, you know, I can. sometimes it's easier said than done. I get that. But if we pray now... And we have a deeper relationship with Jesus now. When we get to that, it will be a simple choice. Think about the Koreans who had a steamroller. They told them to denounce Jesus or they're going to run him over with a steamroller. I was reading this in The Voice of the Martyrs. It's kind of probably when I quit kind of reading The Voice of the Martyrs because I was so sad. But they sang hymns while they got ran over. And they just stayed there because they weren't going to denounce Jesus because that's how much of a relationship they had with Jesus. They weren't going to give him up. Yeah. And he was with them. You can tell. You don't see hymns unless the Lord's with you when you have a steamroller coming towards you. Agreed. So that's why I don't get worried about persecution. I don't even think about that because I know that Jesus will be with me. And it's as simple as that. Yeah, I guess I haven't really given it that much thought either because 
I mean, I'm not denouncing Jesus. No, and I don't have to worry about it when that time comes because I have a relationship with him and I know he's going to be with me. Yeah. Some people are like, how do I know? Will I be able to do it? If you have a good relationship with Jesus, you know you will yeah. because he's going to be with you. You can't do it on your own. When you know that you can't do it on your own and you need Jesus to do it for you, that's your relationship right there. Right. No, I can't do it on my own, but through Jesus I can. Amen to that. And like Stephen when he got stoned. You didn't hear him talking about the pain. You saw him forgiving those others and seeing Jesus. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so don't also, um, when it says catches the fox, don't let sin in. Be fully committed. Um, uh, they went to the one who could catch the to catch the sin because it said, you know, catch us. He's talking to the the beloved. Catch us. Sin, persecution, trouble. Go to Jesus. That's who needs. That's who you need to go to. John 15, 5, 15, 18 through nineteen says, "If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before you hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I choose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you." And the reason I put that in there is because because I know I I know there's a reason I put that in there. Persecution. I was talking about persecution and the enemy. The enemy's going to go after you. Went after Jesus. He went after Jesus. Therefore, he's going to go after you. The world hated Jesus. Therefore, the world's going to hate you. Persecution is coming. It is here. You might as well be ready for it. And you're not going to be ready for it without that relationship with Jesus. And we have to catch sin. We can't let sin keep going. Not even a little dinky sin that you think is little. It builds up. Did nobody see the veggie tales? The little sin kept getting bigger and bigger. Did you miss that one? I missed that one. Uh, that was, um, what was that called? I think it was about lying. The big purple thing. Started with a cute little purple thing and threw him to this big monster. Anyway, but that's what sin does. Sin gets bigger and bigger and bigger. We have to deal with sin immediately. When there's the little tender grapes it talks about, You ha- when you're tender and you're younger, Go after sin. You see sin in your children's life? Go after it. You see sin in your uh, your husband's life? Start praying about it. Lord might want you to intervene. He might not want you to intervene. Start praying about it. Get that. Make sure he's getting that sin out. I'm not always saying that the Lord... Sometimes the Lord does ask us to be quiet. Sometimes he asks us to say something. If he asks you to say something, make sure you ask him for the right timing, place, and the way your tone is set when you say it. Hey, I observed this. What do you think? Sometimes they may not admit it at first, and a little bit later they might, you know what, you're right, I shouldn't have done that. So anyway, that's what I want to say it is. So those little foxes, they're coming, they're here. You're never going to get rid of them. You have to get rid of them. They're always going to be around, but you have to get rid of them. Did I say that right? Yes. So I'm shaking my head okay. the whole time. Okay, sure. Yes, okay, okay. yes, yes. I'm making sure Sin I can... is never leaving our life, no. but you have to keep it in yes. check and you have to give it to the Lord yeah. all the time. And this is what some of the interesting things I found in the commentary. I liked what they said, so I wanted to say it. So because the closer we are to Jesus, the more protection we have. And so it is a relationship building on trust, even when we can't see his plan. And this guy named Glickman, he lists several little foxes that may trouble couples. Uncontrolled desire that drives a wedge of guilt and mistrust between the couple. Mistrust and jealousy that strains or breaks the bond of love. Selfishness and pride that refuses to acknowledge wrong and fault to one another. An unforgiving attitude that will not accept an apology. I'm going to throw in there bitterness as well. um, Because um, when we don't let something go, go, we become bitter. So those are some of the little foxes 
that may cause couples trouble. And I see this where this could cause trouble with our relationship with Jesus. Because we get off, so we run away. We try to hide like Adam tried to hide from God. We do the same thing. Well, that's what um, Cain did when he killed his brother. Yeah. He tried took to, off, he ran. Yeah, yeah, he tried to say like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And we're going to have the same trouble. When we treat Jesus like he's not God, like he's just some mere mortal, this is what happens. We do the same thing. But Jesus, because we start not trusting God. But yet, God is trustworthy. We don't. We start thinking that He's misleading us, but He's never med- misled us. So you have to be careful about how you see Jesus, because if you start seeing Him like the bad people in your life, it is not going to go well. Well, and um, you're actually not looking at Jesus exactly. And I remember um, that was part of um, my son's issue with his, because his biological dad was not nice. He was mean. He was ban- he abandoned us and all that you know jazz. And he often saw God the same way. Because he could not separate that God the Father was different from his his earthly dad. But, it's a common problem yeah, that we humans have. Exactly. But what helped is seeing other people. He said this. What helped is having Ray in his life, seeing other people, godly men, to see that that wasn't true, and that he could. And that's when he he started giving his life to the Lord. It was one of his testimonies in class when we were at that Bible study. So it was really neat to listen to him talk about that. So. Um, and then in 16, so in Songs of Solomon 2, 16, the Shulamite says, my beloved is mine and I am his. He feeds his flock among the lilies. Some of this gets kind of fun. All right. This is that strong bond and that there is no one else. Um, it's not me and the others. It's not, it's just the two of us. That's what she's saying. It's just the two of us. Um, and what's neat is that Jesus can have that type of relationship with every one of us. As if we're the only one. Because he's God. So his relationship with me is as if I'm only one. His relationship with Joanna is as if they're the only one. He does not cheat on us. Thank you for letting us share our tools to become the women God created us to be. If we encourage you today, visit us at moderndayabigails.com. Remember, you are loved, cherished, and prayed over.